Okay, we're back in the Monday afternoon. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Over a month into the invasion of Ukraine and sanctions imposed by the West are thought to be starting to have a real impact on the Russian economy. And for more on this, let's welcome in Ian Lee from the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. Ian joins us now. Ian, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Jeff. All right. Uh, what sanction in particular is thought to be having the biggest impact right now on Russia's economy, Ian? Um, that's an excellent question. Let me just paint a big picture, and then I'm going to answer your question. Russia, uh, before the sanctions, was about 1.7 trillion uh, GDP in U.S. expressed in U.S. dollars. Because most, when you compare countries around the world, they get converted into U.S. dollars, so we can compare apples to apples. So Russia's economy was smaller than the Canadian economy, even though they've got almost four times as many people. They have 140 million people. We 142 million. We're 38 million, and we're 2.2 trillion, two trillion thereabouts, and they're 1.7. They are smaller than the state of Texas, GDP, and the state of California. Um, and so, and they're, a, um, they're not a diversified economy. What I mean by that is they're overwhelmingly dependent on natural resources, oil and gas and natural resources. Not a crime, but what it means, what that means when you are not a diversified economy, it means you import a lot more stuff. And uh, because you don't make it in-house, you know, they get all, most of their, their their standard of living, their wealth is, is from uh, their incredible mineral wealth, uh, oil and gas and timber and molybdenum and nickel and silver and you name it, you know, because they're such an enormous country spanning uh, almost half the northern hemisphere. Um, so what that means to now to get to your question is that the sanctions in being announced, um, they don't hit everybody equally. First off, wealthy people always have ways to get around sanctions. We saw that with Iran and other countries. Poor people get hammered a lot worse, uh, harder, because they have less resources to, to avoid the, the sanctions. The second point is is that some industries get hit harder than others. Um, the uh, banks that haven't been sanctioned, are it's business as usual. But as a gross sort of generalization, because that's where you are, I think what you're looking for, I think it's fair to say that the manufacturing sector has been really, really hit hard. There's lots of uh, stories already being reported of factories closing down because they can't get new parts. They can't get new their, the materials that they use to transform into a finished product. Think of cars and trucks. And uh, there's been stories reported that they can't uh, build their tanks because they're, they're missing critical parts, com- electronics components. So... I think it's fair to say that the uh, the manufacturing sector has been hit very, very hard, and parts of the banking sector have been hit very hard. So it, it, there are reports of some stores, the shores are filled with goods, and other stores where they're empty. Mm-hmm. And so it's uneven. I, I, I am not, I have seen several op-eds in the last two weeks by Westerners saying, oh, there's just business as usual, the imp- sanctions are having no impact. I don't know where, what they're reading. They're probably not reading anything, people are saying that. Um, I really mean that, because if, if people go and do some research, uh, the central bank, the governor of the Central Bank of Russia has said the bank sanctions are having a very, very serious impact, negative okay. impact. 
So that might lead me to my next question, sorry, Ian, which is, yeah, how do we know, how can we tell that uh, these sanctions, whatever they may be, whichever one is having the biggest impact, are actually having an impact? Is it GDP? Is it the value of the ruble? Is it something else? It's a, it's a mix. It's a mix of them. I'm using both hard data, quantitative data, empirical data, and I'm using uh, so-called soft data, meaning speeches. Um, the governor of the central bank was on the record as, uh, just uh, Friday saying it's, uh, it's having a very, very negative impact in the economy. <laughs> Putin gave a speech on Thursday saying these, uh, this is going to cause very dramatic or uh, strong or uh, significant restructuring of the Russian economy. He said that. And one of the wealthiest oligarchs in Russia, the a steel oligarch, has said these uh, sanctions are devastating. The, uh, a bank in Europe that specializes in reporting on Russia is estimating thus far GDP decline has been about 10%. Now that's huge. In a normal recession in Canada, when we have a recession, we'll see GDP go down four or five percent, and you know, and then we think, oh my God, the world's coming to an end, and uh, and they're down, they're down around ten percent, and we're only at the beginning of the beginning. Remember, the other point about sanctions, Jeff, is is that they have a cumulative effect. It's not something like a light switch goes on, it goes off, and then it's it's flatline. You know, you turn the sanctions on, and then the economy goes down 10%, and everything just stays there and plateaus. It's a cumulative effect because there's not just sanctions on the money. Uh, no American company is now allowed to trade or invest in, in Russia. Uh, high technology companies cannot export their goods. So it's across multiple economies, and as the good, the parts or the inventory is used up in industry after inventory uh, is used up in industry after industry, what will happen is bit by bit the lights will go off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And in other words, this factory will close down, then that factory will close down, then they'll lay off people, and those people won't have money to go. And so it's going to be a slow, you know, to sort of draw a horrible metaphor. The Russians in Ukraine drop a bomb, and it's instantaneous, the impact. It blows up and kills people instantaneously. The economic sanctions are very slow motion. They don't have an immediate, instant, instantaneous impact. They have a knock-on effect for days and weeks and months into the future. And things are going to get progressively worse. And there's a lot of very serious economists in Europe. Some of them are Russian economists who are tracking this. And they're saying very clearly that it's going to get worse. Not It's not going to stabilize for Russia. It's going to get worse for Russia. Right. And we've heard that, Ian, from so many world leaders over the past couple of weeks. What you've just been talking about, this cumulative effect that sanctions, yeah. they do work, but they take time. Yes. And maybe this next question is more of a geopolitical one than an economic one. But is there a belief that we're getting close to a point where this might force Putin's hand? Because as you've mentioned uh, earlier in our conversation, sanctions don't affect everybody equally. And are these really affecting Putin personally? Um, excellent question. I, I'm, I, I'm looking for data. I'm reading everything I can on this because I'm so fascinated, of course, by the economic impact. Of course, it is a tragedy what's going on in, in Ukraine. Let me get that out there right away. But I'm looking at all kinds of different sources of information as long as they're from, you know, fairly credible people. I saw the former Supreme Allied Commander of NATO. So he knows what he's talking about. He, he's a military guy who was at the very top. And he knows the cost of hardware and planes and tanks and all that stuff. And he estimates that the burn rate, to use the slang English, uh, he figures the Russian army and the military right now are burning $2 billion a day. Now, that's not chump change. And, and so where I'm going with this is now to answer your question. Of course, the, the military will get resourced before 
<laughs> almost any other industry in in uh, in Russia because of the sanctions. But the point is, is that they're going to feel it, and and they're going to feel it right. You know, they can't get spare parts. I mean, there's been stories that they're cannibalizing some of their planes to get spare parts to keep some of their other planes flying. Well, that will work for a, a short time until you have no more planes to cannibalize and use for spare parts. The same will apply for the tanks. And so it'll gradually wear down. And so to your question, I, I've everything I've read and I've been reading, everything I possibly can get my hands on, including uh, ex-former Russians who've emigrated, um, the... Um, the two groups that he has to worry about, that Putin has to worry about, it's not the ordinary Russians. They have no power, and uh, none. And they, they're, uh, there's two groups. One is the military itself, and the other are the, uh, the security establishment around Putin from which he came, uh, the former KGB, uh, now called, I believe, the FSB. But it doesn't matter. These are just acronyms. The, the spy guys, the security guys. And uh, they've been well-resourced in the 30-year, 20-odd year, 20-odd years since Putin's been in power. They've received lots and lots of resources, lots of goodies, and they've been very well looked after, not only the salaries, but also the, the, the technologies and the machines and the, and, the, and the devices that they need. And as these sanctions bite and things get worse and worse, it's going to sooner or later impact on the military, and it's going to impact on the security establishment, because it's not just a money problem. It's there, there's things they're not going to be able to get because of the sanctions. And so I think that's what we should be watching for is as we go forward in the next um, you know, days and weeks and even months, possibly, we're going to have to watch what happens with the military and the and the security establishment. I wouldn't, and I'm and I'm not there. I've been to Russia several times teaching. Uh, a very corrupt country, by the way. Um, I would not be shocked if there is an overthrow of Putin. Um, you know, in the next year, by the ne- by the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. People say it can't happen, but it has happened in the history of Russia and other autocratic countries. There have been overthrows of leaders. They don't have democratic elections to dump the leader. They do it through forceful means. And so it's not beyond the realm of possibility if the the key military or, or security people say, you know, the country's running down, the economy's running down, things are mm-hmm. getting worse and worse. This is not what we signed up for. He promised us the opposite. And at some point, and he must be terrified about that, I think that's why they're going into the eastern end to try to, to achieve a victory in the eastern end, the Donbass uh, end of uh, Ukraine, uh, with a the so-called butcher mm-hmm. of Syria as the, the top general. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. We will continue to watch and to watch these uh, sanctions closely. Ian, i got to leave it there for now, yeah. but appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much for the analysis. Thanks very much, Jeff. You bet. Ian Lee is with the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University, and we're back after this here on the Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.